Good morning. What's up, sir? You know, just chilling. Minding my business. Word. Staying black. Feel that. Can I say something? Sure you can. Am I allowed to revise my um, 90 days? <laughs> <laughs> you need, you want to amend your joint? You want to make amend, a little revision? Can you wanna, I make an amend? You, you take some shit back. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Why not? Why not? Uh, um, yeah, I want to change a couple things. Okay, okay. Um, what you got? What kind of? What's your revisions? <laughs> you want to kill the whole thing? No, and kill the whole thing. Fame? I want to take the album, the lyrics, written part, take okay. that off the off the table. You don't see that happening. I don't see that happening, dog. <laughs> I don't see it happening. And it's not that I haven't been writing. Yeah, it's just I haven't been writing the quality. Yeah, just yeah, because yeah. I'm not. You ain't there. I ain't there, man. Nothing wrong with that, man. I ain't there. Like, I'm being honest <laughs> with myself. Like, I ain't going to try to rush some shit out. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just because, you know. We said Yeah. So. I, I, I'm going to take that off the table. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm going to take that off. It's the album. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got to take a little, you know. Write it. You write it at your own pace. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. But you, and, and at the same token, like, you know how it is. Sometimes you be cold for a mm-hmm. long time. But when you get hot. Right. It's on. It only take a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just being in that zone. Yeah, I'm gonna take that off the table. Yeah. Okay. So, what was your other joints that you um, had on there? You had just um, uh, um, production for Curly's um, yeah. joint. So outlining your book, outlining the book, and uh, uh, mixing the Lucid Logic stuff. I can still do that. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I can still do that stuff. But yeah, the album stuff. I'm gonna take that off the table. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take that <laughs> off the table because I. Yeah, I'm a little not. too ambitious. A little too ambitious for that one. Look too ambitious. The other ones I'll keep, but that one I'm taking off the table. I'm not mad at that. You heard it here first. Hey, you allowed to make revisions? Yeah, man. man. You literally just dropped the album. Yeah, I know. I mean, I you know, I know myself well enough to know <laughs> that ain't happening right now. Yeah, nah, nah, nothing wrong with that. I'm not mad at you. That's not no lazy shit. That's just being honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, it's been tough. You know, we talk about this off air, but uh, as we suspected mm-hmm. the fact that we just finished some shit mm-hmm. is playing a very heavy role <laughs> yes. in slowing down our progress this is true. on the 90 days of discipline so far yes so the first two weeks have not been optimal no they have not been productive <laughs> you know we've been trying but <laughs> not productive at all i got certain shit that's moving you know like my workout shit has been moving mm-hmm. according to plan i'm back on that consistently yeah uh the, the reissuing of vinyl that's moving but the finishing that chapter on that book is not not so much not like i needed to be moving yeah. it's not there but i still got two months yeah it's, yeah you still got time it's october 31st right at the time of this recording so yeah. we still got 60 days yeah yeah we still got time that's why i, I feel i can do the other stuff yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. the other stuff is cool but yeah i wasn't gonna write no finish yeah. no lyrics in 60 nah not putting that pressure on myself. Yeah, I noticed this week too, just because it's starting to get cold here. I don't know where everybody, our listeners, I'm sure y'all live all around, but for those of our, us who have listeners who live somewhere who has seasons, mm-hmm. you know, like Ohio, mm-hmm. once it get cold here, man, it gets easier to be productive. Oh, yeah, because then you locked up in the house anyway. Yeah. I mean, we've been in the house because of quarantine and shit. Yes. But when it's winter, oh. for some reason, you feel some motivation to listen to some records. You know what I'm saying? You feel like <laughs> right, listening right. to some records, making some beats, you know, yeah. doing some shit, so. Yeah, I feel that coming on. But yeah, we're going to keep y'all updated on our progress. You know, we're human. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we get these big things done, but that don't mean that, you know, we don't have setbacks. It's, sometimes life happens, man. Facts. And so if you're at home and you participate in the 90 Days of Discipline Challenge, you know, from now through New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. uh, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Stay focused on your goals and, and adjust as things in your life happen. You know, it's human. Word. And uh, so, yeah, this week we're going to have a conversation about something that every artist probably struggles with. Yes. And it's price. Yes. How to price what you do. And the reason a lot of people struggle with pricing is because they don't admit the truths about price. Mm-hmm. There's like six uncomfortable truths that come with pricing, yeah. setting your price, making money off art. And some of them, you don't have to like them. Right. You just got to acknowledge that they're true. Yeah. And sure. they will guide you in what you do. And uh, we're going to share some of our stories uh, as it relates to price. And uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Right. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping a culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk Talk about the industry but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jobbing, and no bullshit. The truth about pricing. Word. We back. Super Duty Tough Work, the most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Yo, we got we did some guest appearances recently. Yes, we you were did. on some podcasts. I was on many a podcast. Yeah, run some down that you um, just did. Um, Put a dad bod, dad bod, dad bod, rap pod. Um, yep. I was on out the box talks. Yeah, um, which was really dope interview. Um, shoot, uh, we was on call out culture, call out culture last together. week. Yeah, I was on uh, Felipe's garage word that dropped yesterday. Nice for yeah, yeah, that shit was dope. Mm, real dope there's a conversation we had on there uh that we're, i'm gonna extend to a topic on here at some point because we had a big conversation about just like the effect of how we listen to music how that impacts like our connection to music uh-huh. and i, I want to have that conversation here soon work but uh yeah we've been all we've been all over the place bro. all over the place man good press yeah. And, yeah. i chopped it up with uh capital university's music tech program yeah last friday you got some footage from that or some uh, they audio sit, i got audio well they got the footage but it's like it's not of me it's the switching where it's only okay. one camera at a time but i do have the audio Word. i'm gonna post some of the audio because there was some bars spit in there Word. you know so yeah i'm gonna share that soon to the super duty youtube page nice so if you are not subscribed to the super duty tough work you're gonna miss out come on man exclusives mm-hmm. okay so today we're talking about price yeah you know the truth about price and we're gonna start with the number one thing you should know about price, which is people associate higher prices with higher quality. Facts. Now, this is not your fault. 
this is just a branding exercise. Mm -hmm. We all do it. Sometimes when we see something nice, it can be the same shit that's, let's say you got a sweatshirt. It's sold in Walmart, it's sold in JCPenney, and then it's sold in a high-end store. Yeah, same shirt. Same shirt made in the same factory mm -hmm. from the same fabric. Yep. Just a different label in the back. Yep. We tend to associate higher quality with, you know, higher price. Yep. So subconsciously in our minds, people don't have to tell us that. No. You know what I mean? We just typically think that. Yeah, like you, you see that same sweatshirt in a high-end spot and it's $100. You're like, oh, okay. It's you know what it. I'm saying? Yeah, it's worth it. You see it in Walmart and it's twenty dollars. You like, why is this twenty dollars? Something wrong with it. <laughs> you be looking at the tag like something wrong with this. Yeah, like nah, bro, I ain't rocking this. Let me double check these threads. Make sure yep. this shit ain't ripping at the mm. seams or something. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I used to, you know, for those of you, those of you who know, you know, I used to work uh, for Kroger mm -hmm. supermarket chain, and one thing I learned in working for them was how the the store brand versus the national brand thing yep. worked mm -hmm. so when you walk into kroger or any retail supermarket you see prego yeah you know what i'm saying which is the premier national spaghetti sauce or whatever mm -hmm. and then next to it you'll have a bunch of smaller yeah. lesser known brands even the kroger brand yep even the kroger brand mm -hmm. now what a lot of people don't know is the same shit same shit <laughs> same shit say it again same man. shit same place same shit manufactured at the same place i'll take it even a step further the kroger brand the one that's called kroger brand is just the one brand that they'll put their name on, mm -hmm. but they'll make they'll be making all six other things that look like competitors yep. that are not theirs. They just won't put Kroger on them. Same shit, different label. Same shit, different label. They'll make a lower tier item, a mid tier item, mm -hmm. and then they'll make one that's right there next to the Prego. Packaging looks a little better, looks yeah. a little more official. Private select. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, okay, maybe that's the same. That look tight, though. They yeah. got Italian dude cooking on the front of it. <laughs> Look right. at grandma on the back. Right. Okay, this shit look fire. You right, know? right. So you buy that. But what it taught me was that price equals perception. Mm -hmm. Why is this important as an artist? Because as you look around this landscape of people releasing music and art, you'll see certain artists who are charging a lot. Certain artists who are just like, give it away. Yeah. <laughs> Get this shit out of here. Take it. Price, Two dollars. Price to move. <laughs> Everything must go. You know, there's a lot of that out there. Uh -huh. People are they're competing on price. Whenever you start uh, lowering your price, lowering your price, lowering your price, mm -hmm. you are making price like the number one selling point of your product. Like, mm -hmm. OK, this isn't about quality, even though your shit may be the same quality. This is about saying Price, though, is how we differentiate ourselves. So your album's five dollars. Mm -hmm. Mine is name your price. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you have to understand that, like, yes, when people see your price is low. Yeah. They're going to subconsciously think something. But when they see your prices, if man, this guy charged a hundred dollars for a CD. Right. It must be fire. It must be flames. Yeah. This is what they did with Nipsey Hussle. Right. He, right, right. he charged a hundred dollars for a CD. All of a sudden, people are like, man, let me hear this shit. Yep, yep, straight up. Why this man feel comfortable charging $100 for a fucking CD? I get these, I can burn a CD for fucking a dollar. Mm -hmm. 
people ask these questions though when you charge a hundred, they yeah. start thinking, oh, maybe this dude is legit. Right. Maybe he's doing some shit over there. I need to be paying attention. Yeah. Wait a minute. He sold out of those hundred dollar cities? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now let me get on Spotify. Let me see what this is about. Google this man. See what he's doing. Up on YouTube. The high price creates uh, a perception of high quality. And, and if you're an artist, you want to be thinking about this at all times. Not to say that you need to price your wares high. Right. But you do need to understand that in doing so, you are going to attract something different than if you price them low. Mm-hmm. You know, many companies talk about uh, customer service. And I've heard it often said that the companies who have the least problems with customer services are the companies who charge the most for the products. Mm-hmm. You don't see somebody who buys a fucking, uh, you know, a fucking Mercedes Benz. Right. Or, or another or fucking uh, Rolex. Tesla or Rolex. Yeah. Walk in the store the next day complaining about the Rolex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't beat people up in customer service because they, there's a different thing there. Whereas they talk about the people who buy the cheaper products tend to come back with the most complaints about it or the right or wrong but just the customer service is high right and i also think it's a perception thing right you know like the perception that you got something more quality is going to make you less likely to complain about it facts but that's the high price end of that thing now let's talk about the other end of it the other side yeah so the number two truth about price is that lower price is perceived as lower quality Right. This is very important in music. Um, you have artists like we I wrote about in the book, like a rock Marciano. You have guys who are charging fifty dollars for a download. You yeah. know, people charging a hundred dollars for an LP. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite end of that, you have people who are just like, yo, it's free to download. Yeah, name your price if you want to pay for it. Donations accepted. <laughs> right. Just they have a completely different way of presenting their art. And it's like, we just want you to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, we believe it's quality, but, you know, we're willing to to concede on price, at least for now, to make sure you hear it. But what you have with that is people who don't pay much for it mm-hmm. tend to think it's not really worth that much. See, and it's, it's interesting because you have two different sides of the spectrum. You have a Rock Marciano who charges 54 download, but then you have Run the Jewels who give their shit away for free. But charge you 100 But charge you 100 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you actually buy the merchandise, you yeah. know what I'm saying, then the merchandise is marked up. Mm-hmm. But- if you just want to download it, they just want you to hear it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So you'll become a fan and then you feel like, well, I got to get a sweatshirt. Yeah. I got to get a hoodie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to actually buy the vinyl that costs a hundred dollars. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they get you with the free joints, like the hook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. It's like, they reel it out there. Like, let's see how many we can grab. Yeah. The free sample. Yeah. The, the free sample. Yep. Straight up. <laughs> so yes, yeah, it's, it's different sides of the spectrum used different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I think a lot of artists and what I really want people to listen to in this conversation is that you may be inadvertently causing an association from the people you're trying to impress. Mm-hmm. You may be inadvertently, making them position you as lower quality right? because your lack of focus on a fair price for your mm-hmm. product. Now, this is even trickier because we're in a streaming era, right? right? And so a lot of this shit is basically free mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. You know, but even if you do have free music, as you just pointed out, you do have an opportunity 
to sell to those who like your music. Yeah. And that is when you have to be conscious about price. And sometimes we inadvertently, it's just like playing free shows. Mm -hmm. You know, we played free shows from Comfest to, you know what I'm saying? We played shows that were $5. Right. And I can say just as a touring artist, the best crowds were when I charged more than $10. Yeah. If I do a $10 to $15 cover, everybody there want to be there. Yeah. They yeah. want they spent some money to be there, so they're gonna pay attention. Yeah, they're not gonna talk while you rapping. They're not gonna be outside smoking during your set. You know what I'm saying? They pay money to see you, so they're gonna be there to see you. And anybody that mess up their experience, they going in on. <laughs> right? They not having that. Would you shut up? <laughs> let him rap. <laughs> right, dude, calm down. I paid twenty dollars. Yeah, for this. in the back. Right. Yeah. It's a completely different experience than you know. We would play blowout shows, New Year's Eve shows at at Scully's. You know, and we mm-hmm. would charge like seven to ten dollars. Right. We had a lot of casual people there who yep. were just there because it was cracking. And because it was New Year's. It was New Year's. Yes. Yeah. Didn't Year's care party. about us. Yep. And those people did not see as much value in us as performers mm-hmm. because it was basically the cheapest, best thing going. Right. As opposed to it's 10 to $20. You come and specifically see your logic and blueprint and envelope and zero and whoever we had as guests. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different perception. And this is the thing about. Uh, playing free shows as well. I played many free shows at Care Bar here in town. Yeah. You get a good amount of your people there, but then you also have a good amount of casual people who are just there because it's cracking. Yeah, and it's free. And it's free. And the question becomes, okay, now that you got them in the door, what are your what what are you doing in terms of price? What's your sales strategy? Is it to make sure that people are buying merch? Mm-hmm. Are you just happy to get on stage? Right. And play for free and not convert these people and not make them leave with something of yours. You have to really be thinking about this. Are you going to walk around and give away your product? Some, people used to do that back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know, give All away samplers or yeah. CDs and stuff. I think we did that with our first uh, little tape. We yeah, had, we like, had the tape sampler joint. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to have a strategy that drives people to something else. But be aware that like making everything free at some point is going to have. A, a cost yeah and you have to have other ways to make money or else people eventually associate what you do as low quality yeah i don't get the cats and this is a lot of younger cats too this this goes this is a shout out to all the young <laughs> the young mcs out there yeah i don't understand cats that do free shows and have no merch i'll never understand that. i'll never understand that <laughs> it makes no sense to me never either. not even like a download card something Anything, you know what I'm saying? Like if Sticker? you, yeah, if like like if you so advanced, have you know a USB drives, like something. Like I never, I never got that. Like oh. if I'm gonna do a free shirt, I mean a free show, I got my merch table was is popping. Yes, I had some of my best merch nights. Yeah, when the door's free. Yeah, because they got money. They ain't have to, especially if they come in there to see you. It's like, oh, yeah. you doing a free show? Well, I ain't paid to get in. I got to buy. So I'm going to spend this $20 anyway. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would never get that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it either. I think some of that, too, comes back to the we're too cool to sell merch Yeah. kind of attitude that some younger artists have. Yeah. They don't want to stand at that table. They don't They don't want to. And then some of them haven't been shown. Like. Those artists I found even the coolest motherfucker mm-hmm. when they go on tour with somebody like us, yep. they see what we make yep. while they so busy skipping the table. Like, oh, you made four hundred dollars a night just on the table. Yep. Oh, you made six hundred. Oh, you made twelve hundred just standing here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now I see. 
I'm not. I should have brought some merch. Right. You're cool and okay. I'm not. Right. See, I thought I was cool <laughs> by not going over there. Right. But now I see you have mad money. Yeah, you have dough. You're cool. On top of what we got for right. the door. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? You're winning. You're yeah. getting it from every angle. Yeah. And so, you know, you want to you wanna have these opportunities, man. But understand price. Like, there are times when you should price your product in a live setting differently than you would online. Oh, hell yeah. Always do. You know what I mean? Always do. You're like, you want to be moving shit. CDs are never more than $10 Thank on the you. road. Ever. Thank you. Vinyl, cheap as possible. Yeah, 20 bucks, probably. The, the closer you know, we get 25. to the end of the tour, yeah. the lower the price gets. You know what I mean? I ain't trying, trying to, to move this shit. <laughs> I ain't trying to go home with nothing. No boxes. I'm trying to come home empty-handed. Yeah, $5 joints. Please, $10 yeah. vinyl, whatever. <laughs> everything, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Two for fives over here. You yeah, know? yeah. We selling everything, man. And I think the same thing goes online. Like, you have to make sure that, like, you're, you understand your setting and your price is a reflection of that. And there's times when you can charge more. You know, there's times when you can charge less. Yeah. But just be aware that whatever you charge for your product or service, the price tag on it is going to subconsciously mm -hmm. tell people something about the quality of that product mm -hmm. that you have no control over. Right. And so it is bigger than you. It's been around since the beginning of commerce. And so don't get upset about it, but don't deny the reality. And some of that comes down to branding. Right. Like a lot of artists like a rock Marciano uh, or, or guys like that, they can sell something for a higher price because they position themselves or the Griselda guys mm -hmm. as premium luxury hip hop brands. Yeah. In the same way you have pre premium luxury cars, mm -hmm. you have luxury clothing, mm -hmm. you have luxury rap now. Yeah. It's just I mean, just listen to the shit they talk about. Just listen to the, it's all fly shit. Thank you. I mean, shit. Like, what's like the fly god? Like, See, come on. He's always and what and what is the result of him talking about all that shit? Yeah. Is that he attracts a higher paying clientele. Mm -hmm. He attracts a, a luxury clientele as opposed to a I'm broke, I ain't got it clientele. Right. I right. need it for free clientele. What's mm -hmm. up? What's the hookup on the door? These guys is coming through charging fifty dollars to get into their show. Right, right. And they're not even playing in front of that many people. Right. But their people are paying it. Yes. Ain't nobody questioning paying fifty dollars to see West Side Gun and nope. you know what I'm saying the club here in Columbus or Benny or or they're not. Yeah. They're paying a fifty hundred bucks because they've been um taught or or just they've been building this luxury brand for the longest time since they started. Right. And the result of that is that they now have fans who are willing to pay more. On the opposite end, if you don't build that from the beginning, mm -hmm. you're gonna have a hard time charging that even though your shit may be intrinsically worth just as much. Right. Just as dope. Yeah. Your stage show may be better than theirs. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, though, because until your fans see you as that luxury brand that's worth 50 bucks to pay for, they're not going to do it. Right. So uh, we'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Right. For the last year, I've been telling y'all that my new book is coming soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Well, proud to announce that the new book is officially here and pre-ordering on waitlist.net. My new book is titled The 10 Traits of Successful Hip-Hop Artists and will be released on Tuesday, October 13th. In the book, I use interviews, album lyrics, and anecdotes to reveal 10 key traits that are common among some of your favorite hip-hop artists of all time. From Jay Dilla to Rock Marciano to Evidence to Nipsey Hussle to the RZA, to Slug, 
to De La Soul and many, many others. This book reveals the secrets of how these artists have created successful careers. Not only that, it also explains how to develop those 10 traits if you don't have them already. That said, the book is pre-ordering right now on waitlist.net. If you rock with me, please order your copy right now. We've got some dope pre-order packages available for you. Thanks for your support. Back to the show. Bang. Word. We back. Super. Duty. Tough work. Tough work. Yo. Truth about price. We breaking it down for y'all. Facts. If you sell anything or you want to sell anything, refer to this episode. Just a reference manual. It will help you out. Yeah. For all you hustlers out there. You know what I'm saying? I learned, I learned all this shit from my drug dealing friends. From the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I man. Your boy was out there rubbing elbows with <laughs> drug dealers. That's where I picked up all this shit. Long before rap. Yeah, long before. Long before. You know. And uh, so we're going to keep it going. Rule number three. Rule number three. As it relates to price is you decide the price but the market decides the value. Yeah. Say that again. You decide the price, but the market decides the value. What does that mean, Blueprint? That means that let's say you're selling something. And I say, you know what? I got this beat over here. It's a fire beat. I think it's worth. I'm getting some crazy shit going on here. Um, I think the beat is worth. Boom. <laughs> know what that was. Okay. Yeah. Let's say you got this beat over here. Uh -huh. You selling a beat. You made it. Dope record. You paid 10 bucks for the record. You know, crazy. Or let's say you pay 50 bucks for the record. It's a rare record, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, man, this beat is fire. You make it. It's banging. You're going to sell it. You say, this beat is worth no less than fucking 500. Right. Because whoever gets it is going to write a banger and they're going to put it out. It's going to blow. Mm -hmm. You put it for sale. Nobody buys it. No one. So you got 500. And then you get an offer for somebody and say, I'll give you a hundred for it. Mm -hmm. Say, hell no. <laughs> Disrespect. Mm -hmm. 500. Mm -hmm. Someone else hits you. Yo, I do 200. Fuck that. You know what kind of beat this is? You know what I sampled for? You know how rare that record is? This is a hit record. Plus, you ain't dope anyway. You got no money. Get out of my face. Mm -hmm. Two years later, same beat. Still sitting there, yep. unused. Yep. See, in your mind, you decided the price. It's five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but the market decided that the value was two. Two hundred. Yeah. See, the the value is the difference between these two things. Yeah. That's the market. This is how the stock market works. This what you're asking, and what people are willing to pay. Yeah. It's two different things. The price is right there in the middle. It's mm -hmm. like, this is what I'm asking. This is what people are willing to pay. And if we don't go somewhere here, sometimes we got to go, ah, ah. But the price is everything in between. Yeah. Sometimes you can't get your fucking price. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have to you have to adjust. Yes. You know, it makes it hard to adjust sometimes when you, when you feel that, like as the artist, you know what I'm saying? That when you feel that, this is what it's worth. You know, like my vinyl, for example. Yes, we've spoken you about know, this. You know, we've spoken about this. Like, you know, I was, it's limited edition. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, tell them. First, first self produced album. I think the album is a fucking classic. Come a lot on. of people are agreeing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I set my price. Yes. You know what I'm saying? 
only sold like 60 joints. Yes. I probably should have sold out of them by now. I agree. So I set a price, probably should have been a little lower, but. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But you live and you learn. You live and you learn. You know what I'm saying? You you live and you learn. It's a perfect example. Like you, you set the price because you're like, this is what. And it's also not just you, right? Like you're seeing other artists. Mm-hmm. Selling Sell it for more than I mean more. Yeah, the price that I said, I so, thought I was like, this you is, know, I can get this. I can do this. If they're getting that, yeah, I could get probably get this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the vinyl wasn't cheap. No, because that's cheap. also a factor, yeah, right? Like the cost, the cost that you trying to recoup, for it, right? Because yeah. you getting a limited number, so it's costing you more per copy mm-hmm. than someone who have gotten a thousand. Right. So that's also a factor. You can't just say, I'm going to price this shit at the lowest possible just to move it. Yeah. But the reality is that when people see the price mm-hmm. and they, they have this thing in their mind that's built on years and years because you're an established artist. Mm-hmm. And so that's the branding part. Like people have to think, have I bought any other vinyl for him at this price? Right. You know what I mean? Probably not. Probably not. How mm-hmm. much was the other joint I bought? Twenty. Mm-hmm. Why this one forty though? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're gonna start thinking, okay, forty plus shipping—that's fifty dollars. Damn. Mm-hmm. I'll wait on it. Yeah. I do want it, but let me wait mm-hmm. because all purchases are kind of impulse purchases. Oh yeah, they see it and it's like boom. Yeah. So you know, you especially with music, like it's not. I mean, you know, cats look at release dates and all that. Yeah. Stuff, but for the most part, cats ain't like saving up. Yeah. To buy, you know what I'm saying, somebody's record. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, they see like, oh, this shit just came out. I've been waiting for this anyway. I'm about to get it. I got this money in the bank account. You know what I'm saying? I got exactly. $15, $20 in the bank account. I'm going to get that whatever, you know? It's true. Yeah. And, I, and you know, we've talked about this online, but I had the same experience with my book. Mm-hmm. Going into my book, everybody was like, man, you should charge 20 for that, man. 20, your fans will pay 20, 28. Mm-hmm. Man, look, you got mad fans, they'll pay 20. So the first day, I announced it on that Sunday in this episode, I was like, yo, it was announced $20. It was up there, I got like, I was looking at the clicks on the thing, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, you done got 100 clicks and you got one sale. Yeah, I was like, Okay. <laughs> Lower that price a little bit. Yeah, that bit. price needs to come down some. Uh-huh. So I started experimenting. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, this needs to change. I mean, the price now is like $16, mm-hmm. which is, is the average price for a book. You know what I'm saying? Like of, the, of its length. It's not crazy. Right. You know, I can't sell it for $8. I can't right. sell it because t- it costs me too much to, mm-hmm. to do at this level. But, you know, did I want to make $20 a book? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Don't we all? Come on. <laughs> Don't we all want to make $20 on a fucking book? But I can't Mm. because my market told me I didn't want to wait till the next week because I knew once Monday hit, all my extra promo was going to be hitting hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to learn this lesson that my price is wrong because I know people, I know my marketing is working. Right. People are interested. People are clicking on the link. I'm looking at the traffic. Okay, bing, bing, bing. Damn, how do people click? Damn, why come I ain't got no notifications on my joint, though? Mm-hmm. How come I ain't making no sales, though? Yeah. Just that price, the next day, things started cracking. Mm-hmm. And I and I can only believe that it has more to do with the price than anything else. Yeah. I didn't do nothing different between those two days. The first day I announced it, I figured that would be the heaviest day. Mm-hmm. That second day, when, when people were revisiting and coming back and the price was lower, I think that's when everything started cracking. Yeah. And, um... I say that, you know, to say this rule, remember, you can decide the price, but the people decide the value. They decide whether they're willing to pay that for it. So as you set your price, don't let your ego Mm -hmm. get in the way. 
Yeah. Uh, we make art. So naturally, we're going to be believing in our shit. Yeah. To a superhuman extent sometimes. <laughs> superhuman. <laughs> you know what I mean? My shit is worth million dollars. Come on, man. I shouldn't even sell this to you. Priceless. Y'all. It's priceless. Y'all should be bidding for this shit. <laughs> right. It's right. worth that much. Yeah. One of a kind. Mm-hmm. You know, but we got to be honest with ourselves. And honesty uh, dictates that we set a price that's a reflection of what people are willing to pay. And sometimes you as an artist, you may find that uh, uh, the price you're moving shit at or you're trying to sell shit at is not optimal for your crowd. Mm-hmm. My crowd is not Benny's crowd. Right. My crowd ain't Conway and, and the Griselda crowd. Nah. I don't have a luxury crowd yet. Right. I'm trying to build certain things and create certain experiences that are luxury experiences that are high end. But I, I think the majority of my fans uh, learned about me at a time when, you know, things were affordable. Buying physical products, CD for 10 bucks, mm-hmm. vinyl for 15, you right. know, those days. Mm-hmm. And I think that association plays a part in how much they're willing to pay for my art now. Facts. And so I can't deny that. Yeah. And so uh, that's rule number three. Rule number four, and this goes with rule number three, experimentation is the only way to know what your price should be. Yeah. You don't really know. Nah. You put it out there, see what the response is, lower it a little bit. Right. You know, because if it moves too fast, your price might be too low. Say it again. If you if it moves too fast, <laughs> whoa, 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 your whoa, price whoa. might be too low. You'd be sold out of the day like, damn. Yeah. Maybe I should have charged 20 instead of 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I did my, uh, I did that two two LPs for 30 deal, uh-huh. I was like, this is too low because I'm getting too much business. <laughs> if I leave this sale up for too long, y'all going to have my shit gone. Right, right, right. Wow. Right. I was like, I ain't done that shit in a couple months because the two for 30 was too much. Yeah. That's Two for 40. Yeah, two for 40 is feasible. Yeah. But it's like, yo, I, but that's how I know it's a good deal. I just can't keep that shit running for too long. Right. Brothers would kill me, man. I'd be out of product. Like, <laughs> damn. I, I was tripping. I was just giving this shit away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people know they can't go buy no fucking full LP for $15. Yeah, nowhere. not two, yeah, not two for 30. No. No. It's very rare. Brand new, still yeah. in the plastic. Yeah. Nah. It ain't happening. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. You don't want to go too low. Yeah. But you do want to experiment. So just like I had to experiment um, between one day and the next day to see what was the best price, Mm -hmm. you should be willing to experiment, but not even always going down. Yeah, sometimes. Be willing to to experiment, see how, because maybe you started out too low. Yeah. Maybe to test other prices. And how do you do that? The best way to do that to me is just to, to run a sale or something, like run a special deal or something. You say, you know what? Uh, here, here's I just dropped a new video. You can get it here for this price, mm-hmm. or I just dropped this and you can get it here for this price. Whatever your promo is, tie it to a price change and see how that price change goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make sure you're looking at the numbers. It requires you to do a little more to track the traffic you're sending to that thing. But you need to know so you know what's working. Right. You may be under. You may be selling a product or service that is is too cheap, like you're saying. But you don't even know. Yeah. Because you ain't asking no more. All right. You got this little guilt thing inside of you that says, man, I, don't, I feel guilty making too much money off this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to charge that. I want everybody to have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That little voice be nagging at you to lower your prices. Just take what you get. Yeah. But Everybody's if it's moving. Broke. But yeah. if it's moving, yeah. if it works, it works. If it yeah. works, it works. And people know. see the worth in you. They see it. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, this is worth it. Mm-hmm. This is worth more. I'd pay more. Mm-hmm. And you'd be sitting there like, no, I'm not worth more. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's hard as artists, man. Yeah. yeah. Inner dialogue will kick your ass out. You broke out here. Yeah. 
and we all suffer for it. So like experiment. I experiment now. I I try to do it with all types of different things on my store, which is a good place to experiment. Right. How much are these worth? How much are these worth? Because there's a price in which you want it to move. You want people to look at it and be like, this is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is a no brainer. Like, oh, how much is what? How, oh, can I not? how can I not at this price? This joint going to be sold out if I don't get it right now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, that's that's what the kind of testing you have to do. But go both ways with it. And mm-hmm. but you don't know. So never assume like like we talk about your vinyl, you're like, yo, I believe I can sell this for this amount. Mm-hmm. Because I'm seeing him, I'm seeing this guy, he's up here to do it, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I've got fans that are just as loyal mm-hmm. who fuck with me just as much. This project is fucking crazy. Price set, boom. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Right. Now the next thing is we'll probably have a follow up to this mm-hmm. and you'll have experimented. Yeah. And you'll say, you know what though? That shit gone. I changed <laughs> the price of this. Sold out. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> should yeah. be gone. Yeah. But that's really all we can do is run experiments. So don't get so set on your price uh from a uh uh an artistic perspective that you refuse to make a business decision mm-hmm. that can help you get that art in front of more people. Right. That's number four. Uh, yeah, let's take a break and we'll be right back. What up, everybody? Quick reminder Super Duty Tough Work hoodies back in stock. We got smalls back in stock, medium back in stock, large back in stock, extra large back in stock, 2XL sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. Yeah. Back. Boom. In the building. Super Dute. Tough Woodirk. The truth about price, y'all. Mad rules. (laughs) Mad considerations, son. Yeah. Bullet points and such. Lacing y'all with all of them. Now we down to the last two joints. Rule number five, as it relates to the truth about price, is sometimes the best price is free. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes giving it away is it works. Come on, man. Especially depending on what the product is. Depending on the product, sometimes it works. And sometimes you're depending on your stage as an artist. Like mm-hmm. if you're a new artist, you're up and coming. Yeah. You need to remove all the barriers Mm -hmm. between people sampling your work. Chance the Rapper is a great, great, great example. All his shit was free at first. Yeah. Blew the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, here's another one that people, I've talked to brothers who've been like, yo, I want to charge $50 for my vinyl like Griselda does. Mm -hmm. I said, well, did you put out the free mixtapes like Griselda did? Right. Because, cause, you know, Hitler wears Hermes part one, two, three, four, five, free. six, seven. Yeah, exactly. Free joints. Free joints. Did you do Fire. that? Yeah. Fire free joints. Fire. Yes. Did you, if you haven't done that, you don't know if you can sell, you mm. don't even know if you got the fan base to support that. Right. And so sometimes the best price is free and sometimes to test the demand for your product and to build that connection and relationship is to make sure that people don't have no fucking barrier. Yeah. Take this album in exchange for your email address. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck. Hey, just this little sampler right here. We gave away tape samplers. We had CD samplers. Whatever the fuck you got to do. Uh, if it's good enough for grocery stores, mm-hmm. 
to give away free samples. Facts. It should be good enough for you. Facts. You know, you, and you can also do it through music videos. Just create content around your songs and get those songs out there to build up to your album or whatever the fuck it is you do. But mm-hmm. don't always look at it like, I got to get my money back right now. Yeah, like prison was a good example of this back in the day because dude would just be in the hotel room the night before just burning little samplers to give away. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we had merch on the table. Yeah. But he would burn little sampler, you know, little CDR joints. Yeah. Just to give away to get people to come over. Like, yo, you buy this, you get this for free. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? <clears throat> it's true. Yeah. So, like, he always did that shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was a hustler like a mug. <laughs> always hustling. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we forget about that. Like, no matter what environment you're in, especially in a live setting, like I think what Prism would see too sometimes, like he would see like, okay, well, people are coming here to buy their shit. Right. I'm kind of the extra guy on this. My mm-hmm. name's not on all this other stuff. So when they come over here, they might only have $20. Right. They're going to buy a Logic CD, Blueprint CD. Mm-hmm. They, might, they might not buy mine. Yeah. Do I want them to choose between them and me? Mm-hmm. Or do I just want to hit them like, bam. Right. Yeah. You got this. Oh, you bought those two? Bam. Yeah. And that shit works, man. Yeah. It works. I he mean, did it all the fucking time, man. Yeah. He did it all the time. In 2011, when we went on uh, the tour, it was me, Atmosphere, Prof, Greaves. Mm-hmm. Um, Prof gave away 10,000 copies of his album. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. His, his, <laughs> yeah. That, like I see, I see, I see the growth. Yeah. That Gampo album, mm-hmm. his guy, Mike, and I love to talk to him about that. You know, I'm talking about that, you know, back then, but like they, him and his homies, they put all their money up mm-hmm. to, to duplicate 10,000 CD copies of his album. Mm-hmm. And they went out and did all these tours, did not sell nothing, played the shows and made sure damn near everybody who came to them shows left with a CD, left with a CD. That's smart. Especially because he's a good performer. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So you're going, you going to listen to that fucking CD. Because of the show that he puts on. Yep. You're going to listen to that CD. Yep. And looking at him now, where is he right now? Yep. That investment has paid off yeah. tenfold. Yeah. You know, so don't be afraid to do it. People are doing it at the highest levels and levels you may not see. You may look at a guy like, oh, man, he's getting 10,000 views a day. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's got a million views on this and this. And you're like, oh, he's selling out here. Nah. Remember when this guy was opening, basically not getting paid to be on that tour. Mm-hmm. And giving away his new album mm-hmm. because he knew that the biggest hurdle was just to get it to the people. Yeah, get them to listen to it. Get them to listen to it. That's the hardest thing. If you get them to listen to it and they see the show, boom, that's two positive experiences. Yeah, They're not even taking any risk on the album because yep. they probably came there to buy Atmosphere Records. Yep. Then they're like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, I'll take that for free. I can't, me, I'm an artist. I can't give away none of my free shit on the table. Right, right. I gotta pay rhyme stairs for this shit. Right, right. <laughs> I ain't giving away nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So let's say I sell 20, 30 albums a mm-hmm. night. How does that compare to a man who gives away 300? Right. Not at you all. Can't compete with that. Yeah. He's gonna be able to move faster than you ever could. So sometimes the best price is free. Yeah, facts. All right. Last one. Don't be afraid to charge more. Yeah artists out there let me tell you something man you're worth it yeah i'm gonna tell y'all because ain't nobody else gonna tell you you deserve to make money off your fucking art 
Yeah, you do it for free. Yeah, you would do it if you never got paid. But you deserve to make some fucking money. Yeah, why not get paid? What's so bad about it? What's what, what's wrong with money, man? I'm trying to figure it out. What's wrong with money? Why do we have this negative affiliation? Yeah, like I don't nah, man. I don't do it for the dough. Like, oh, oh, I gotta you you charging for features? You don't yeah. do it for the love? No. Yeah. Food. It's never someone who actually gets paid right. who asks you to do shit for free. Right, right. I think it's a question of self-worth. I think the people who have devalued their own art can't see the value in yours. Mm -hmm. And so they get offended when you want to get paid mm -hmm. for rapping on their record. Right. And you're like, no, man, like, why would I do this? I don't even know you. <laughs> right. I don't know you for one. Right. Like, we ain't boys. You hopping out the bushes telling me I got to rap for free on your record or mm -hmm. I'm scum. Yeah. For charging. Yeah. Yo, man, self-worth. Artists, work on your self-worth. Like we said, there's nothing wrong with giving away your product. But don't let that shit ever create the association in your mind that your art ain't worth nothing. Yeah. That charging anything is 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 immoral. That this shit should be free and everybody should be able to come. No, nah, no one expects a plumber to do shit for free. Right. No one expects an electrician to do shit for free. Nobody expects. Really, you go to work. You expect to get paid. Say it again. You know what I'm saying? You go to work for a company, they expect to have to pay you something. Yes, they do. It's budgeted. Yeah, like it's budgeted for you. They work this amount. They get paid this amount. Yeah. You put all that work into that album, charging $10 ain't shit. Charging $5, charge something. Come you know on. what I'm saying? Now, you know, now if you listen to this episode, it's a lot of, a lot of, you know, back and forth about certain things, but- Everything has its purpose. Everything yes. has its place. Sometimes you might want to give it away for free. Yes. But that next record, you charge that $10. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't gave away, you know, like Prof, you gave away 10,000 copies. That next record going to be $20 to get. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm yes. charging 15 for the CD the next time. Yeah. And when he came through the city, the show was $15. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you got to you gotta get past that hurdle. Mm -hmm. There's a hurdle that we all deal with as artists that tells you, Man, I don't know if people are going to pay this. And if I charge them, I'm going to lose some people. Yeah. But trust me, you have to go through that process. Yeah. You have to be willing to charge certain people a price so that you can filter out the people who wasn't going to be fucking with you anyway. Right. Or right. who would only fuck with you if it's free. Mm -hmm. You got to make your fucking fans. Yeah. That's called building a fan base. Building a fan base means I have to have some sort of filter in place. Because otherwise, everyone is just casual and doesn't give a fuck. Right. So charging a cover for your shows, that's building a fan base because now people who don't know who the fuck you are got to decide where they want to learn and go, mm -hmm. skip it or not. Yep. But those who go will become more connected with what you do. Yep. It's called building a fan base. But sometimes you got to put a price there to separate people. Yep. And if you don't put that price there, you'll never have real fans. Yep. Make people make a decision about what it is you do. I don't care what you price, whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars for your service. And this is not even just to uh, uh, musicians. This is to everybody. Don't be afraid to ask for what your work is worth. Right. You know, I've done much free shit in my career, but then there's other shit where I'm like, yo, I have to charge. Right. I have to charge because sometimes if you don't charge, you start to feel like shit. Yeah, because the, the time road. the time you put in this stuff, like there's certain things, you know, because earlier in my career, I didn't charge for features. Yeah. But 
you know, the time it takes me to write that verse, the time it takes me to record it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's time consuming. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, you know, sometimes you can sit down, have a verse written in an hour. Yeah. But sometimes it might take you a week to yeah. get, you know what I'm saying? If it's on topic and shit like that, like. But you're a professional too. Yeah. Like they're saying, like, you know, people like, oh, this verse is X down. You're not paying that for the time you paying for the 10,000 hours mm -hmm. I committed to the craft that allowed me to write this thing yeah to get to the point where you know my name and you want me on your record <laughs> right that's what you're paying for and you know people gonna listen if I'm on your record thank you yeah you paying for that too and you know I'm gonna retweet and post this shit yeah yeah get some eyes on it uh huh you know that's what you're paying yeah. for you're not just paying for the hour yeah that it takes me or two hours or what have you nah man it's bigger than that. You pay for them 10,000 Facebook <laughs> 10, followers. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> that's that's going to see this retweet. Thank you. <laughs> All of that's included. See that post. Yeah. All yeah. of that's included. Yeah. Yeah, man. So so that's, don't be afraid to charge more, man. Yeah. Fast. You know, so uh, that's it. Let me read them back. The truth about price. Uh, number one, people associate higher prices with higher quality. Number two, people tend to associate lower prices with lower quality. Number three, you decide the price, but the market decides the value. Number four, experimenting is the only way to know what your price should be. Sometimes the best price is free. And uh, number six, don't be afraid to charge more. I didn't even get to talk about this King No Crown movie. I missed that whole thing. But yeah, that's a good one. Of sometimes the best price is free. Yeah. I went out and made this whole movie. This is like a little extra shit at the end. I went out and made this whole movie and I, I did a screening tour and everything. And when it came time for the movie to be released, I paid for like the hosting to having me do like on demand and all that shit, which was expensive. Mm -hmm. And I got very few digital sales of that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I probably got less than 50 yeah. of people who paid the on demand thing. Right. And I'm like, that's, I got more people into my Columbus screening than I did to watch it online. Right. So I had a decision to make. Do I want people to pay? Or do I want people to see the movie? Right. And I decided, like, yo, this is my first movie. I'm just going to put it on YouTube for free. Yeah. Now the thing got 5,000, 7,000 views. Right. I wouldn't have got that. Nah, not pay, not charging. Yeah. And and the people who watched it have a deeper connection and love the movie. Mm -hmm. So now we have to say, okay, well, shit. The pricing. I, I Maybe I priced myself out of my first movie. Maybe mm -hmm. the, the value wasn't in uh, making sales like I would a normal album. And also, I mean, you you were a first time movie maker, so you hadn't built up the brand. Right. You know, as a movie, you know, an album, different story. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? But you doing a movie, all your fans ain't going to be so, you know, it ain't going to jump as quick. Come on now. You know what I mean? And next time I'm taxing y'all. Nah, I mean. <laughs> I'm charging. It ain't going to be free next time. <laughs> y'all paying me. Uh, nah, I'm but yeah, this is what that. Yeah, number five. Sometimes the best price is free, yeah. and then number six rule is don't be afraid to charge more. And uh, that's it for this week. Right. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>